Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Happy New Year to everybody. Obviously a very different show than we were expecting to have today coming in after having some vacation time and being with friends and family and getting a chance to catch up with Emily and Taylor and Al and everybody uh, after not seeing each other for a couple of weeks. We will, and we will do all of those things, and we will celebrate the new year um, eventually. But obviously, with the events of last night in Cincinnati, Damar Hamlin suffering cardiac arrest in the first quarter um, against the Bengals. Nine minutes of CPR were administered to him before he was um, ultimately put into an ambulance and taken to a local hospital where he remains in critical condition. He remains sedated, and he is with um, his family. We're still waiting for more information uh, to come out as well. Um, As far as the footballness of it all goes, the NFL has said that the game will not be resumed this week and that this week's schedule will be uh, the the same as it was to be expected. They're going to try to figure it out from there. Um, Alan and I have been spending a lot of time talking about how we felt and saw, uh, obviously, a very different perspective from our next guest, DeMarco Farr, who not only is a Super Bowl champion, but a longtime NFL player. And DeMarco, I would imagine that as a former player, you you feel even more acutely the, the, the fear and the, the, the dread seeing what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night. Oh, man. I, well, I was watching, you know, as a fan, just like everyone else. And, you know, it's just immediately uh, text messages, uh, texting and all that sort of stuff went out about prayers up and, you know, worrying about this man. You know, look, I, I'm not the only one in my family that played football, large football family. So we, we have this group text that we're all on and, you know, everyone's just pouring in like, oh, this is so tragic, prayers up. Uh, it's weird, man. And I, I agree. I don't know. I'm not sure if, if I would be able to resume play uh, if I saw somebody go down like that on the field. I know I wouldn't be able to play if it was a teammate or somebody I did play with him before, and I mm-hmm. saw that happen. Um, you know, you, you work yourself up into such a state, such a trance to even take the field. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're more human than human. Um, think about it. Most people spend their days avoiding collisions. Sundays is about seeking them out. So uh, you're in such a state. And when you see something like that that happens, it kind of breaks that trance and you're rushed back into reality. Like, this could happen to me. So, yeah, it, it's it's weird. It, it, it was heartbreaking. It's still heartbreaking. Um, I didn't sleep. I kept checking my, you know, Twitter to see if there's any updates on his condition. But, yeah, it's just uh, I feel the same way you guys feel, like the, the rest of the world feels. Like, uh, the game doesn't matter. The, the only thing that matters is his health and his well-being right now. So whoever you call God, lean on your faith. If you're atheist or agnostic, send up good vibes, whatever. The only thing that matters is this kid's health right now. DeMarco, it's, you know, Travis and I spent a little time on this. The actual hit, and I think this is what was kind of scary for T. Raj and I, who are just, you know, football fans, right? Like everybody else watching. Um, it didn't seem like, it looks like a just a normal NFL hit, right? It's not, and this isn't even, this is actually a player on the defensive side is the one who, you know, obviously um, DeMar Hamlin in, in that situation. Just when, when you see the play and when you see the hit, does, does, does anything look odd to you or does it, like we mentioned, does it just look like a regular football play? Okay, so I'm not a NASCAR aficionado, but the, the wreck that killed Earnhardt did not look that hard to me. And mm-hmm. I think it was only one announcer that said, ooh, that looked bad when it happened. I'm like, really? I've seen worse. You know, I'm thinking cars rolling over going to, to the stands. Mm-hmm. That didn't look like much. And sure enough, that's what killed him. So, look, uh, it could happen to anyone at any time. I mean, this is a weird sport. Uh, there are some big, strong guys running at top speed, and – uh, if you hit them wrong or incorrectly, bad things can happen. I think we saw an example of that. I'll give you, uh, I'll say this. When we were up in Cincinnati to watch the, the Rams scrimmage Cincinnati, I did notice how big T. Higgins looks. Uh, six foot two, about 215, maybe 220, and he's, he's a solid rock. So some people don't get it. Um, when these guys are running in the middle of the field like scalded dogs, hmm. it's like trying to get in front of a horse. 
you know, and if you hit that wrong, you're going to hurt yourself. So, you know, taking a guy chest up is always going to be dangerous. But, yeah, I mean, it, it looked routine, but, I mean, we're not down on the field. We're not taking the impact. Um, somebody did ask, like, what's the hardest hit I've ever taken as a football player? They always throw out guys like uh, the bus, Jerome Bettis or Eddie George. It's not the biggest guys that give you the trouble. It's the fast guys that run into you and they get to the impact point before you're ready, that's how you get hurt. That's when you break things. So that's what I saw watching the replays. Maybe he just wasn't ready for contact and just, you know, hit the guy wrong, and that's just the way it happened. Hmm. DeMarco Farr joining us here on Travis and Sliwa. And, DeMarco, you you said something. I don't know if I've ever heard it put quite like that before, that, you know, most of us go through our lives trying to avoid collisions, and Sundays you guys go out there looking for them, you, you seeking them out. When you play in the NFL, when you play at, at that level, college football like you did at the University of Washington, and, and even high school football, do you, do, do you take that understanding of just how dangerous it is that what you guys do for a living is is one play away the whole time? Or does it take something like a, an accident involving DeMar Hamlin or something like that to kind of remind you of just how, how how tenuous your health is when you're out on that field? Well, that's that's part of it. I mean, that's, that's part of – I'm not sure about high school or Pop Warner, but definitely college and pro when you start to move up. And it, it, it's bigger, stronger, faster. This is just my perspective. Um, when I'm sitting in my locker, and I used to hear the strength coach run in, and he would say, two minutes. That means two minutes from going out. So whatever music I got going, whatever's getting me going that day, it's not to jazz me up. It's to get me over that hump to where I'm not worried about my safety anymore. But every single time, Trav, every single time I left the locker room, put that helmet on and strapped it to my head and started to walk into the arena – I would think this could be the last time I walk off under my own power. Mm -hmm. So there is a part of you that says, so be it. Let's let's rush into it headlong. So uh, I think that's the mindset you have to be in. You've heard Aaron Donald when he's mic'd up, and he starts talking to himself, be great, be great, be great. He's trying to bring himself to a different level, um, to be more human than human. So, yeah, I mean, it it crosses your mind, um, but immediately once you step on the field, it leaves your mind. That's why when things like this happen, it brings you right back to reality. And you're like, man, it's going to be hard to start playing again when you see somebody, you know, taken off the field like that on a stretcher. DeMarco Farr taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sliwa show. DeMarco, uh, you know, I can't talk, and I think, you know, most people who consume the NFL or consume sports will never have a perspective of, uh, I'll never have a, a true player perspective, a true athlete perspective. Do you, would you have a message for fans that are out there that I think puts into perspective? We are talking about how somebody gets injured and it's, uh, all right, he tore his ACL, he's out uh, nine months, and uh, who else is coming back in? Do, do you think there's enough perspective from just regular fans, people who consume sports, and don't see a perspective from an athlete where, like you mentioned, this is um, this is your livelihood, this is somebody's health. At any moment, somebody can go down and be down for six months or 12 months. High ankle sprain, tore ACL. What, I'm just curious to get from an athlete's perspective, because I think the last 14, 15 hours have put some stuff into perspective of how, what kind of message would you have for fans out there that look at athletes as, they're athletes. They're these superstars, that they're, they're not normal. They're not human beings. Well, you know, okay, the guys, and there are people out there, they're going to they're, they're gonna try to use this as uh, a way to put out a hot take uh, against the NFL, um, uh, come up with solutions to this like this was preventable. So I would just say lean on the athletes, lean on the guys that have been out there um, and, and how they feel and, and take what they say and, and run with it. Um, I thought Ryan Clark was, was outstanding, and I'm so glad he was there. Booger McFarland, too, all those guys, the way they handle it was perfect look there is no game after this there isn't there's there's no football game after this it does not matter this this stuff does not matter um all that matters is we have a player down and let's care about him let's get him to where he needs to go and uh let's make sure he's going to be okay before we start playing again so yeah it's, it's hard man and look i love my wife i, I do i love my kids I, I i love my family 
but I have teammates that have literally protected my ass from danger. <laughs> Guys I would go to the mat for, uh, step in front of a bus for. Uh, it's different. Um, I, I, it's hard to explain. I mean, it's, it's more than just we suit up together and we work together. We are teammates. We are in this together, and I will go to the end of the earth for you. Uh, when I saw Stefan Diggs um, trying to get in, he refused to leave the, the hospital until he saw his teammate. I understand that 100%. There's a bond that will never be broken. Uh, even if you have – you guys didn't win a game for, for, for 16 years. If we suited up next to each other and we stepped into the fight willingly together and we protected each other, that bond will never be broken, mm. ever, 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 ever. So uh, if you want to know how to feel, listen to the guys that have been out there. Uh, when they give you the all clear, then it's okay to feel good about the game. Right now, it's not about football. It does not matter. DeMarco Farr joining us here on Travis and Slew, seven years in the NFL. And DeMarco, it's interesting that, that that's where you went because it was literally the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which was being a member of a team in, in a sport that is this dangerous, that, that has this level of violence, that has – uh, the, the the risks involved that, that you all willingly accept to go out there and do that. And and that was the part for me last night, I, I mentioned this to Al a few minutes ago, was seeing the look on Stephon Diggs's face, was seeing the look on Jaquan Johnson's face, and, and really just about everybody else that was out there. It was not just you know Travis and, and Allen watching this on television going, oh my gosh, Damar Hamlin is in real trouble and it's it's scary and, and and you're hoping for the best possible outcome but seeing the people that do all the things that you just said that have gone into battle that trust each other not just to run the right route or pick up the right block or run the right stunt trust each other with your well-being your physical health it's just an entirely different level of empathy I think that players like yourself can understand that players like Diggs and others are going through. You, you have to trust. I mean, this is, I know it sounds like a grotesque, but uh, this is what the hazing thing is about because I know it sounds bad, but I have to trust you. Um, to trust you, I have to be able to trust you. I have to see what you can go through. What, what's your breaking point? Because um, I talked uh, about this with Maurice Jones-Drew and about Eric Bieniemy when he was teaching Maurice to run the power. Power is when you bring a guard and tackle and they run through and you got to run behind it. He said you have to run through the smoke. Uh, mm. You have to run and trust that they're going to pick up those guys and make those blocks. You just run like a scalded dog through that hole. Now, if they miss one or if a guy misses the block, you're going to get your head taken off in there. But that's the trust I have to have in you um, to, to make that work. Same thing on any side. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I have to trust my protection. Receivers, I have to trust that you're going to put it in the right spot. How we practice, if not, uh, not only is it going to be incomplete, I can get hit. I can get hit hard and get hurt. So there's a lot of trust that goes with it. So these men come together, and they become your brothers, and you will do anything you can to help your brother and to keep him from harm. So um, when you see somebody like that, go down and it, it, it just like you said it, it it takes you out of that trance you're in to play the game in the first place and it brings you back to flesh and blood reality like this is dangerous and he's hurt uh so the last thing i'm thinking about is how to advance the football another yard all i want to know is is he going to be okay demarco a final one from me just um I'm curious, and you know, every time you come in studio and we talk NFL and we're talking, here's the standings and this is what this team needs to do and everything else, what, where do you feel about player safety right now in the NFL? Are you comfortable with where they are? Are you comfortable with the measures that the NFL has taken? Are you comfortable with the progress over the last, let's say, 10, 15 years? Um and does does yesterday, if you were comfortable, does yesterday maybe take some of your comfort level away? Wait, you know what I'm more impressed with? I'm, in, I'm more impressed with coaching and these players, these current players today, especially on the defensive side. I thought it was, you know, back when we when we first stepped into the player safety era, uh, there's no way you can train a professional safety not to take your head off when there's a guy coming across the middle. There's just no way. And sure enough, uh, I, I discounted coaching. I was wrong about that. Coaches can coach that better, and I've seen that. Guys have lowered their aiming point. They've, they've lowered their targeting point. So uh, they're, they're taking the head out of the game, bringing the shoulder back in. I think Nick Scott, the Rams' safety, is a great example of how to hit legally and still hit hard and be ferocious. So 
yeah, I think player safety is is ever evolving. But uh, what I'm more impressed with with how the players have adjusted and have, how the coaching has adjusted to today's NFL. DeMarco, one last one before we let you go. And obviously this is something that no one's terribly concerned about today or probably even tomorrow or maybe not even in the next several days. But eventually the Buffalo Bills are going to have to play football again. And eventually they're going to have to go out there and, and play and, and play without him. What must that be like for the men in that locker room to have to try? And I think I've said this to you. I know I've said it to Kirk a million times that I am as impressed with professional athletes' ability to compartmentalize and and focus on the task at hand as I am anything physical that you guys are able to do. But I just don't know how anybody could do that, having seen what we saw with DeMar Hamlin last night. When it's time to have that thought, when it's time to, okay, we need to go back and do what it is we need to do, how do you do that? Well, give them give time to grieve. That's number one and, and process, but it's going to turn. It's going to turn from, you know, out and out. You're never going to not be concerned until he's upright and right next to you in the locker room. Mm. But it's going to turn into a galvanizing thing. You're going to want to win for him. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was in college, the University of Colorado had just lost their starting quarterback. I believe he passed away to cancer. or Salonessi. Salonessi. And yeah. we played them the next week. Mm. We played them the very next week. And, look, it wasn't even about us. They could care less that we were out there with them. They were playing for him. It was emotional. I mean, these guys are scoring touchdowns, getting sacks. They weren't celebrating. They were crying. They were playing for their brother. They were playing for their teammates. So, uh, that's the job. Um, once you, you, you understand and you appreciate that he's getting, you know, the, the highest level of care that he's being looked after, it's going to turn into, I'm going back out there for him. So whatever you were playing for before this is gone. Everything else after this is because of him. And why you're doing it is because you want to honor that guy. DeMarco Farr joins us each and every week talking about the Rams. And obviously today, DeMarco, very different circumstances talking about DeMar Hamlin. Appreciate uh, your insight and your feelings. And uh, thanks for coming on with us today. Thanks, DeMarco. You got it, guys. All All right. right, Talk to you soon. Yeah, it just, you know, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this. I just would imagine for DeMarco and, and, and for Kirk, who we'll talk to in about an hour from right now, just a, a very different feeling knowing that, hey, I've been in exactly the same spot that DeMar Hamlin was standing last night. And the the thing that you hope never happens happened to him and you know how do you how do you deal with it and how do you move forward and how do you try to compartmentalize all of these things not knowing and I think you know like you and I have said multiple times today the not knowing of it all right now is probably yeah one of the most difficult things yeah it's interesting hearing his perspective and I, I think that's um that's the way he talked about their brotherhood the way he talked about even at the end there that example of facing a team you're asking him hey at some point the buffalo bills will be back on the field how do you play through that's interesting just said it's a completely different perspective he mentioned ryan clark too we'll hear from him you'll hear from dominique foxworth mike tomlin a couple of cardiologists as well along the way it's all coming up on travis and slewa 710 espn 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You know, Al, I think one of the things that has made what we saw last night so upsetting and so difficult to, to process is, mm-hmm. you know, when we watch sports, you, there's an understanding that guys can get hurt. 
There's an understanding guys can get hurt badly. They, whether it's you know orthopedic broken bones and obviously you know guys ending up in paralyzed states and and things like that. But last night was the first time I, I've watched a sporting event in a, in a really long time or seen a story where I was deeply concerned about whether or not somebody was going to survive. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that's why we still are where we are this morning. It's not just that, oh, we saw a terrible accident, which we did. It's not just that we saw somebody get badly injured, which we did. It's we don't know the we don't know the end game. We we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen sure. next. We're we're still sitting here, you know, the game this happened, you know, late early evening last night, and here we are late morning the next day, and we still don't know what DeMar Hamlin's prognosis is. And I, that's one of the things that's really difficult to deal with is the not knowing and, and seeing what we saw last night and knowing just how serious it was. It has a lot to do with it. I think that's that's everything. I, th- I think that that perspective of it, we've all kind of seen, and this is just us being big fans of sports, whether it's college football, college basketball, NHL, NFL, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Things happen, and it's, oh my gosh, that guy... Um, he's going to be out for at least a year with that type of an injury. Right. Right. And we look at it, and, you know, unfortunately, and I think we just get caught up in this. It's almost we turn the page so quick of, hey, this player is going to be out for X amount of months. He's got this injury, and then we turn the page. And I think in this situation yesterday, which is, by the way, not that much different today than the way you felt yesterday, because like you said, there has not been that much information that has come out. Um, somebody fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the, it's it's not something. When I hear when I hear people like Herm Edwards, who's been around the NFL or been around football for as long as he has, and say, "Hey, in fifty five years, I don't I don't have an example of this." It does put it into perspective, and I think um, these, I think these last, let's say, fourteen hours, kind of makes you, you know, and I don't know how long this will last for, but at least for me specifically changes your perspective on sports it's not just hey this is a game they're going out there you got fantasy football you got this and all the ups and downs of a team winning and losing at least in the moment it certainly gives a little bit different of a perspective for sure and even watching this that like i understand that when you watch an nfl game you might see somebody get badly hurt i i understand that you you might see somebody you know look to use it, Alex Smith breaks his leg, and it's terrible to see, and, and all these things. But this is different because we were all watching this and we're unsure. Not that he broke his shoulder or maybe even had a neck injury or one of these things, but to, the, we've seen the thumbs up, guys coming up. We just don't know. And, and it was CPR on the field. You hear words like cardiac arrest. You just said a second ago, the man's in the hospital right now, presumably fighting for his life, and that we don't know that even in your darkest recesses of your brain when you turn on an NFL game you never think you're going to see that you you think somebody could get hurt you think somebody could have a, a very devastating life-altering injury but what we saw last night to your point for what Herm Edwards said we had not seen this before this is something new this is something that you know I, I didn't even know was a thing that could happen that you get hit just right in your chest at just the right moment just the wrong moment I guess and your heart can stop beating I this is new, I think, for a lot of people, myself included. And I think, you know, even when you say, yeah, I know somebody can get injured when I tune in on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday night football game, but that's not top of mind, right? right. Like, that's it's not. You're thinking about just the actual game and the, you know, the, the X's and O's of it. You're not thinking of this, and that obviously changes everything. So here, here's the latest. Um, he is still in a Cincinnati area hospital. DeMar Hamlin is. He is sedated. He is in critical condition. Um, the NFL has announced that the game from last night will not be resumed. There is no makeup date on the schedule as of right now. Yep. That the, won't be this, resumed this week. Right, this yeah. week's schedule. There are, I believe, two games on Saturday, and everybody else is playing on Sunday. Will remain as is. That mm-hmm. they're not going to alter that schedule. So that's the football component of it. We do have. A little bit of news from DeMar Hamlin's family, who issued a statement earlier this morning, which reads, On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. 
We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be a part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you from the Hamlin family. So that's kind of where we are. The Bills have issued a statement, the the, the Bengals, the NFL, and and now the Hamlin family. There was, um, you know, there was during that kind of moment yesterday where um, we're not really sure if the game's going to be played or it's not. Um, we don't really know too much of the details. It was interesting, Trav, kind of seeing the, uh, they pan into the audience, they pan into the crowd. You got Buffalo Bills jerseys, you got Bengals jerseys. And it really is. I mean, I, 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 you'd said this earlier, you hate to have, it takes moments like this to bring people together or maybe you're just you're 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 watching sports it's like yeah that's my team i hate the other team right. and i hate that you're wearing that jersey uh it has been a interesting um interesting since obviously the incident happened how much people have kind of galvanized together yeah. in this uh in in this way i mentioned this and it was part of um um a little bit earlier we were talking about the chasing ems foundation community toy drive which is um, DeMar's, uh, this actually is a fundraiser that goes towards DeMar's community. It's DeMar Hamlin, who's actually the one that organized the fundraiser. They had a goal of raising $2,500 for what he was trying to accomplish for his local community. Toys for kids in the area. And now it's up to $4.4 million, And there's 162,000 donors that have donated to it. Just kind of, I, I go back to this and, you know, you, you, it's unfortunate. It takes a moment like this to kind of bring people together. Uh, but if you're just kind of trying to find some positivity, if there's if that's possible, it is it's a beautiful thing how people have come together. So Ryan Clark was on Sports Center last night with Scott Van Pelt, and I think that he was incredibly eloquent and very emotional discussing his feelings. And you know, Ryan Clark has a unique perspective of having been on the other side of this. He has been the player who has been you know badly injured and had his teammates worried about him and and seeing his teammates come to him and wanting to, to help him through a difficult situation. Here's Ryan Clark last night on SportsCenter. I think the, the first thing, this is this, um, this is about DeMar Hamlin. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career. And there was probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And... When DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm -hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player. Right. This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I um, I dealt with this before and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it. And now this team has to deal with that and they have no answers. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money. We should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. So that's Ryan Clark last night on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt. And now I want to go back to something he said at the beginning, and we can we can certainly pick this up um, on the other side as well. But 
this isn't normal. This isn't football. That there, this is something that is really unprecedented in my life as a sports fan of watching yeah. these things. Where you know guys get hurt, but this was something so out of the the ordinary, so unexpected on, on something that is a relatively benign collision or at least appeared to be a relatively benign collision in the moment that it happened we'll pick that up on the other side it's travis and sliwa 710 espn we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. DeMar Hamlin remains in critical condition at a Cincinnati area hospital. He is sedated, and that is what we knew last night, Al. It is what we continue to know today. Um, We're still waiting to get news, um, hopefully good news, hopefully some news that will all make us feel a little bit better about what we saw last night. Obviously, an incredibly scary situation. And I go back to what Ryan Clark said right there before the break that, you know, this isn't normal. This isn't football. Like like I've mentioned to you a few times, we see guys get hurt in the NFL. It's unfortunately part of the business. And and I'm... I, in sports, right? Yeah, but in mm-hmm. the NFL in particular, the, the collisions, the, the violence, the physicality of it all is part of the reason we like it, that these guys are so tough and they're so athletic and they're so resilient and they're they're we see them pop up after some things you go okay that that he's never gonna play foot and they pop right back up and go back to the huddle it's like it's, it's amazing to watch and then you see what you see last night where Demar Hamlin is making a tackle on T Higgins yeah. it looks to be the same tackle that we've seen hundreds of times in hundreds of NFL games he gets back on his feet. He stands up for a second or two and then collapses again. And then we find out shortly thereafter that he'd gone into cardiac arrest, nine minutes of CPR administered on the field. And it isn't something that we're familiar with. It isn't part of why we like it. It isn't part of anything other than seeing someone in a terribly dangerous situation mm-hmm. surrounded by people that care about him. And it was terribly difficult to watch and still, quite frankly, is difficult to talk about. Well, <laughs> We have spent, uh, you know, even now as we sit here, an hour and a half into the show, and a lot of conversation that we're having, and a lot of um, the feelings, I guess you can say, or our perspective, whatever the case is, kind of just kind of changes for a quick second um, your perspective on sports. When I I'm tell you kind of what I mean by that, when you hear Demarco is a perfect example, and taking a listen to Demarco, I, I think I think he can give a perspective that I can't look at. Sure. But it kind of just takes away the whole sports part of it, right? It's just we spend 15 hours a week, you and I, just doing the show, and we're talking about players, their performance, and the standings, and where's this team going, and what are you doing in free agency, and what is this? You almost kind of you, you breathe every breath you take is about your team and what the other team is doing. And yesterday was a mo- and listen, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'm in the middle of. When this happened yesterday, I didn't really know all the details. I'm doing the Laker game, right? Mm-hmm. So Lakers are taking on Charlotte. So I don't really even have the details of what's going on, nor am I, you know, games on in the background, but I got the volume turned down, obviously. Sure. I'm watching the Lakers game, doing the post game and everything else. And once the pieces kind of start coming together, it it kind of puts you in a perspective of, I really don't care what I'm doing. I don't care about the result. I don't care about the sports part of it. I don't care about is it it's it's so interesting how quickly none of that mattered. And I and I, I the only reason why I explained it that way is because 
we do do this on a day-to-day basis, and there are people who tune into us and to the show, and this is what they want with the reaction of your team and everything else. Damn, does it mean nothing? I mean, it's, it just kind of puts it that it's a game. Put that game to the side. This is real life. It, it, it the story you were telling about you're working last night. You're doing the Laker game, and you you get the news and bits and pieces, and, and and it's coming in. And I was at the Rose Bowl with my family last night, and we're sitting around in the Arroyo there where the stadium is. And yeah. anybody that's ever been to a game at, at the Rose Bowl, especially the Rose Bowl game, knows that it's a cellular black hole. There just nothing goes in or out, or it takes a very long time for anything to go in or out. And we were my family and my group were sitting there, and we were drinking coffee and chit-chatting and whatnot. And all of a sudden, you could see somebody said, did you see what happened to Monday Night Football? And you're getting these little bits and pieces of yep. what it was. Yep. And look, we've been around this a long time. And you said that this player got hurt. You're like, oh, and your first thought is, well, who's his replacement? Your first thought is, what does it do to their offense or defense? What does it do to their chances to win the game? Because you just become accustomed to players getting hurt and they move them aside. You know that we talk about this too, that one of the axioms in the NFL is you just move the drill up 10 yards. If something happens in practice, you literally leave him there. They'll let the trainers deal with them. We're going to move the drill up 10 yards. We're going to keep it going. And then you realize that this is something far different. You realize that this is something far more serious. And and that was the ripple that went through the, the general area of the Rose Bowl last night is when it happened. And because there was so little information, and like you were saying, we've become so dependent on getting our news so fast yeah. and, and refresh it and coming through that it was the kind of old school word of mouth telephone game where oh he he had died which was not true that he had suffered cardiac arrest which was true that it was a violent hit which you know by the standards of the NFL it was not it obviously was an incredibly dangerous hit but just that entire range of emotions going from oh this is a sports story to this is a story about a human being in, in a dangerous situation probably you know, premature, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I think, you know, and, and we could we could say, oh well, I've seen that hit plenty of times. Sure, you know, I I've seen worse hits than that. That doesn't really mean anything. It's where in the body you're hit and mm-hmm. what the impact is, and we are not seeing what is happening on the field or actually feeling what what that hit is. I, I don't know if um yeah I'm I'm kind of curious about the technology and if there is things that will change in the NFL based off of yesterday, right? And if they've taken as much as they can, in DeMarco's perspective of it's less even to do with the safety of the NFL, it's how the players and the coaches have adjusted to the safety of the NFL. No, there's a way to hit a player now where you're not going to get a penalty, where the chances of that player getting injured is a lot less likely, and you're not leading with your helmet, whatever the case is. I don't know if, if things will change based on yesterday, but that's you know something that will come in time. For sure. Let's try a phone call right here. Let's go to Will. Will, you're on with Travis and Sliwa. What's going on, Will? Hey, Travis. What's going on, guys? Hey, Morning. man, I had a, a different persp- I had a different perspective, a kind of a similar perspective on both ends um, of what happened yesterday to DeMar because uh, I used to be a football player, played in college, had a couple stints in the league back in the uh, – the late 80s, early 90s, and eventually I became a law enforcement officer. And you see, you know, the destruction or the possibility of injury and possible death, you know, on both ends of those um, occupations. Um, Ironically, this comes on the heels of uh, the Riverside police officer that was killed the other day just on a routine traffic stop. So, um, in order to get back, you know, back to back to business, so to speak, like uh, Demarco was saying, it's a uh, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but eventually you have to get over it. And I know I'm not trying to sound, you know, cold-hearted or black-hearted, you know, with the incident that happened last night. But you have to eventually get back on your horse, and you have to ride the. Uh, the situation with the officer, the, unfortunately, you know, it happened. But fortunately, we have officers who can departmentalize that and get back on their horse and go back to work because they have the safety and protection of, uh, of civilians. And unfortunately, what happened last night, you know, it was an isolated incident. 
which is just what it is, a really isolated incident. Like people have said, they've never seen that before happen in, I don't know, the history of the NFL. And um, being a, an ex-player, you know, I've seen guys go down and, you know, through concussions and things like that. Well, back in the day, there was no such thing as a concussion. It was smelling salt and get back on the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've seen that before. So eventually we had to get back in, you know, back in fight mode and get back on the field and take care of business. But, you know, I just hope people don't, you know, parents and, you know, people overall don't taint their kids from actually playing this sport because this sport, I'm sure DeMar had, you know, has been taking care of his family. It, it pays well. It's an occupation that pays well. And, you know, um, fortunately he had the, the opportunity to, and hopefully he may have the opportunity to have, you know, again, yeah, well, I'm going to jump in on you real quick. Appreciate I appreciate you coming in yeah. and, and and telling us your story. And it, it is interesting, Al, because like Will was saying, there are obviously other occupations that are incredibly dangerous, more dangerous. Um, but and it feels so uncomfortable to even say this because it's it's probably a conversation better had a day from now, a week from now. Eventually, the Buffalo Bills are going to play football again. Mm -hmm. Eventually, those players on that team are going to go back out there and put themselves uh, in a situation where what just happened could potentially happen again. And again, Mm -hmm. like like Will was saying, like we've been saying all day, this was so unusual that you've watched football your whole life. I've watched it my whole life. DeMarco, you know, played for seven years. Kirk played for ten, and these this is not an injury. That you see frequently. This was that you see broken bones. You see concussions. You sure. see, but this was cardiac arrest on a football field. We have, I I have not seen it before. Mm-hmm. There's an incident in the NHL where Chris Pronger got hit with a puck in the chest that basically did what they suspect had happened to Demar Hamlin. He turned out he, he was fine. He continued to play hockey. You know, yeah. had yeah. a Hall of Fame career. But that's the part of this that is we, there will be. Something after Demar Hamlin, you know, whether he has a full recovery or mm-hmm. whatever else may happen from this point forward. But guys are going to have to go play football again, and I, I can't imagine being Stephon Diggs or any of these other Buffalo. By the way, Cincinnati Bengal players too—they were out there, they saw it, they were sure. inches away from sure. it as well. Incredibly difficult to ask those guys to go do it, and they're going to have to go do it. Well, and this is why you know I think yesterday and today are good examples. Yeah, that will come when it comes. You know the timing of that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary nor critical for us to. Well, when do you think they're going to play? Who cares? Yeah, you not know, and I, and I and I think that I, you are right, and the caller is right that eventually they will get back on a football field. But I think that's all timing, and I think the NFL announcing that look, this game's not going to be replayed this week, whether it's played again or not, will. Figure it out as we go. Yeah, we'll figure it out and, eventually. And yesterday, whether you liked how long it took for the NFL to make a decision or uh, whatever the case was about canceling that game yesterday, they didn't play the game. And, they got it right. And, and they'll, we'll figure out when all that stuff happens and we'll figure it out at the appropriate time. The, the timeline may not have been exactly the way everybody would have wanted it, but they ultimately got the decision right at the end of the night and DeMar Hamlin's health was the only thing of concern uh, by the time that they finally pulled um, the, or made the decision, I should say, to to postpone or, or cancel the game. The NFL said not going to be resumed this week, that the, this week's Week 18 schedule will be played as scheduled. And like Al just said a second ago, they'll figure it out from there. A spokesperson for the Hamlin family was on Good Morning America just a little bit ago. You will hear that coming up next. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, Al, one of the things that I know that you and I have been struggling with this morning, talking about DeMar Hamlin and talking about the the situation that we saw last night on Monday Night Football, has been 
the fact that we don't have yeah. a ton of new information. Mm-hmm. Um, as of this minute, we know that he is in the hospital in Cincinnati. We know that he is in critical condition. We know that he has been sedated. That is what we know right now. Now, um, Jordan Rooney, who is a spokesperson for the Hamlin family, he went on um, Good Morning America earlier today with Robin Roberts. You can take a listen to it right here. We're going to bring in representative for NFL player DeMar Hamlin's family, and that is Jordan Rooney. And I know that you're there at the, at the hospital with the family, Jordan. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. We saw your tweet. Um, you updated DeMar's condition not long after he got to the hospital. How is he doing this morning? So I can't speak specifically on his medical condition. I will say is that, you know, he's fighting. He's a fighter. Um, you know, I, I felt like in the moment it, there needed to be some clarity that, you know, he, he was at a, he was awake at that time and um, now he's sedated. So, um, you know, the family's in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. And, and talk more about his family. How, how are they holding up right now, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, his, I mean, his family's remarkable. I mean, they, they are a tremendous group of people. Um, they're strong. I mean, they're, they're supportive. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're obviously they're worried. Um, DeMar's very close with his family. I hope that they feel the prayers that are being said for him right now. And, and how long have you known him? Tell us about the DeMar you know. Yeah, so um, so I'm a marketing agency, athlete marketing agency in Pittsburgh. I actually know DeMar because uh, him being a Division I football player reached out to me to be an intern for me, um, which is something that is pretty unique. And the reason why is because he's always interested in being an entrepreneur and wanted to build his own brand. And he interned for me, and then we just became super, super close. Uh, so now, you know, we're, we're partners in a business together. Um, you know, we collaborate on a lot of things. And we're, we're really good friends. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you were able to make it there. You weren't in Cincinnati at the time, but you got there as fast as you could. So talk to us about the scene there at the hospital. We know that fans from both teams are showing up to, to show their support. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely been a lot of fans. There's been a lot of traction. There's been a lot of uh, people coming by. Um, you know, I think what's most important is to, to give the family their privacy. I think it's, you know, it's tough when you, you see someone on TV or you watch someone play a sport. You, you kind of, uh, you know, view them as a human a lot of times. This is a, it's a human being. His family is, is very much going through, uh, you know, going through a lot right now. So, you know, I think it's important for everyone to just kind of remember that, that this is a person. And, you know, his family's trying to work through everything. That's Jordan Rooney on Good Morning America earlier today, spokesperson for the um, Hamlin family. And again, it it to be somebody that watched it on television, to be somebody that is a Buffalo Bills fan or a football fan in general is one thing. To be a member of the Bills family, literally, literally uh, a teammate of his is one thing you know a totally different level but when you hear jordan rooney talk about his family is here with him like to be his mother's father's brother sister whatever extended family he may have i i I can't even put myself in their shoes right now al because what this feels like for you and me times infinity must be for his immediate family members well unless you take a second and you you know like you just mentioned you put yourself in that spot and you think of a loved one or something along those lines, it's, it's impossible to. And, um, you know, this is, uh, it, what's crazy about it is this is happening to somebody who's doing something that they love, mm-hmm. right? That this is take what you do and what you love. And, um, you know, we had a caller call in and he was talking about, um, he's talking about, uh, Riverside County, the, the, the deputy that was um, shot and killed, this was on Thursday, okay? There are people who put their life in jeopardy on a day-to-day basis based on their occupation and their job, and you don't really think of sports from that perspective. However, there are certain sports, whether it's boxing or it's UFC or it's NFL, it's a different type of physical contact where, you know, things can happen as far as injury goes. You just, you hope that nothing else happens. This is um, this is a, a different one that I don't think we've dealt with at least in the NFL and certainly nothing in, in, in my in my recent memory. No, so. it, it's it's a combination of all of these things, right? It's a combination of an unprecedented injury, at, at least as far as my recollection goes, yeah. and, and I'm I'm speaking for myself here, but 
I mean, we've seen catastrophic injuries in the NFL. We've seen terrible orthopedic injuries. We've seen injuries that have resulted in paralysis. We have seen things that look to be incredibly dangerous. You know, we'll use it because it's most recent. When Tua Tagovailoa was knocked to the ground on Thursday night and and had that moment where his hands froze up and it looked like he had been unconscious for a few seconds on the Can't field. Can't get that out of your head. The, the, there was a there was this was preventable. This 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 should have been handled differently. The, why was he in? How was he was cleared he to in? get back on? What's all, the medical? The doctors? The trainers? Yeah, all of that. And you can be and look and say, hey, what in the world are you Point guys doing finger. here? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the doctor, whether it's the team, whether it's you know, I don't want to blame the guy, but Tua could have said, hey, listen, man, I'm not ready to go. A million different places to look and say, hey, you know what what's going on right here? This was a tackle that we'd seen in the NFL countless times that resulted in something that we have never seen before. It's difficult to process. It's difficult to try to figure out, you know, what happened. And we've heard from doctors who have said that, you know, again, this is all speculative because the doctor treating DeMar Hamlin has not come out and said it was this, that, or the other thing. But people who do know things like this, cardiologists have said, look, if you hit the heart at just the right time, at at just the right spot, Hmm. that it can cause cardiac arrest, and it takes about six seconds for somebody to pass, which is what we saw happening last night. But to your point, the the idea of getting hurt in a football game, sure. I, I think we all, when we turn it on, we understand that. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I think that's part of the appeal for a lot of people because it is so physical and potentially dangerous that there's excitement and risk involved in these things this is an entirely different outcome that no one wants to see that no one um is is entirely sure how to even process when you see it that here we are you know 15 16 hours later and we still don't know what it is that happened or, or what may happen next in uh in a world where everything is so instant and we depends so much on I mean we get information by the literally by the second and when you're not getting the information that you know you're hoping for when you're not getting information that hey can you give a you know it's it I, I wouldn't have been surprised and I think this is just kind of goes with especially injuries and sports injuries you get some kind of information now not like this but you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about you get some type of information that will trickle hey this guy is He's feeling a little bit better. There's some positivity, and I think because he spoke with his family, he spoke yeah. with the coach. He's up, yes. Or as simple as we talked about when they're coming, even if they're coming off on a stretch on an NFL on a football field, that that thumb goes up, that you're like, okay, hey. And I think because there's been so much silence and there hasn't been much information, it gets you wandering, right? It gets your it gets your mind wandering. And like you mentioned, this is these are just two people who are sitting here talking on the radio. Imagine if this was, you know, if you were actually affiliated and part of the family. Kirk Morrison, who spent nearly a decade in the NFL, he'll join us about uh, 20 minutes from right now. We'll get his thoughts on it. Plus, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Philadelphia Steel, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, um, who has known Demar Hamlin since he was a, a little kid. That Demar Hamlin is a is a pit product. Grew up in Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin has known him for a long time. We'll hear from the head coach of the Steelers. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN.